Welcome to the Future is Freelance podcast for solopreneurs, digital nomads, slomads, consultants, remote workers, e-residents, and people living a life without traditional boundaries. We're here for everyone who defies categorization and makes a living and a life their own way. Every other Freelance Friday, we're serving up an audio cocktail of expert tips, inspired insights, and stories from the frontiers of freelancing to help you achieve success with your borderless business, whatever success means to you as you live life on your own terms. Thanks for listening to The Future is Freelance and for being part of the Future of Work revolution. And welcome to The Future is Freelance. I have been really looking forward to bringing you today's interview because if you've been around the digital nomad, remote work, entrepreneurial space for any length of time, then Olamide Benro will need very little introduction. I had such an interesting conversation with this guy who has been there, seen it and done it and has one eye on the future at all times. I learned a great deal from talking to Olu both today and from following his content for a long time. So I hope you find this conversation as fascinating and inspiring as I did. Enjoy. Yeah, so... Uh, once, upon, once upon a time ago, uh, I was born in uh, Nigeria. So I, I left Nigeria when I was six years old. I ended up living in London, UK. I used to have a British accent as well. I could do it if you want. <laughs> not not <laughs> too bad, good. is it? Um, and so from there, when I was 13, 13, I moved to the US and my parents, uh, the family won a green card. So I was kind of traveling through the world in this kind of vehicle that in my, my family, funny enough, I'm sure we'll cover the those themes. Maybe we'll see. Traveled with my family my whole life till I uh, ended up in the United States uh, as a immigrant, actually. And we won a green card lottery. It's like where if people don't don't know what that is, where you basically put your name in literally as a lottery, as a citizen of another country to come and live in America. And after four years, I believe, yeah, four years, I think you become a U.S. citizen. So that was our path. That's how I became a U.S. citizen. It wasn't a citizen by investment, which is something I would love to do in the future. But um, I ended up in the U.S., grew up and went to high school and went to college in the U.S. But after I finished graduate school, I decided I was like, wow, this whole time, it's great. I've been going to school, doing things that I think is great. Like my parents encouraged me to do different things. But I was like, if I move on to do a Ph.D., it's going to be kind of like just continually following the path of others and taking the typical route. And so unlike other people who quit their jobs to become billionaires or, or quit their uh, college because they didn't, they thought they had a great idea or even in the nomad community, some people, um, you know, just left earlier. I did everything. I, I, I have two master's degrees. <laughs> like I, I did all everything is all on to the point where I was going to commit and get my Toyota, my 100K salary as a professor and work for a tenure and just focus on research and for this university, prestigious university in California. I said, uh, no, I'm just going to go and couch surf and be uh, kind of uh, on my friends' couches across the world, the Germany, you know, Mexico. And so I started out very humble, I would say, despite having a high skill and, and knowledge and even education, probably top 1% educated mm -hmm. in the United States at some point at that, that point. 
and the, wor- and the world, well, in the world, the yes, you're right. I said, let me couch surf and figure out how to use social media to make money. Because I saw this trend about six or seven years ago called Instagram and content creation before it even became what it is today. And so what I was doing was creating content, showing people my lifestyle, kind of blogging, but like on Instagram and dancing on monuments in Mexico. Now I think back, I'm like, what were you doing in the middle of the square in Mexico, dancing next to that guy on a horse? Like, dude, what were you doing? But it's all <laughs> part of the game and, and, and life. And so uh, long story short, after traveling for a few years, uh, for a couple of years, I, I saw Bali on Instagram. That's how they get you. I saw Bali on Instagram and and I said, oh, that seems like a nice place. <laughs> so around 2000, late 2018 is when I moved to Bali and spent a lot of my time. And I think a lot of my, a lot of my timeline, a lot of people associate with Bali. We all know what happened. I left Bali. There's mm. a little humdrum about me talking about it not being suitable for digital nomads anymore, which I still believe. But um, I spent those years creating um, a digital nomad business that could be run from anywhere, social media marketing. And uh, I grew my skills rapidly. I took a lot of courses. I consulted with a lot of people in the space uh, to learn how to create content that goes viral, how to create content that gets attention and uh, they get sales as well in terms of people who create products or services on uh, and a need to sell online. So um, I think that would summarize. Uh, today, I live in Project Republic because when I knew I was going to be having a child, I knew I wanted to leave Bali. So we came to a, a, a city in Europe that we really love, my partner and I. And now I have like a seven-week-old baby boy that's growing so fast. It, he's so beautiful and amazing. And life is is different. We're doing the very slow mad, not just slow mad, very slow madding right now. So it, it means that Wherever my son, we decide that will be a great place to, you know, take him when he's six months old or where we want to raise him when he starts walking. What's best for him is where we now nomad too. And so it's a slower process. I'd say it's more rich in experience because you're able to have familiar places you visit regularly. And that's where I am today. All the way from graduate school, PhD candidate to social media guy who dabbles in technology and, and, uh, tries to create value for people. And of course, I'm also consulting for governments. And I know we'll get into that maybe on um, the lifestyle as a digital nomad, how to attract digital Mm -hmm. nomads, and uh, how to solve problems that we all face on a daily basis that a lot of organizations and brands and governments are struggling or, or want to solve, but haven't necessarily been able to do it effectively yet. And they come to me to do that. And that's what I do on a, on a daily basis. I run a newsletter called Nomad Cloud that helps, helps to share voices like yourself, Maya, the leaders in the space, to share the latest things about wellness, health, and uh, you know business hacks uh, and freelancing type things that help people do better and make more money and, and feel more successful. Yeah, long story, but yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, but it's a great story. And I think the some of the key lessons for our listeners there, it, for me, was about the choices you can create for yourself. Mm-hmm. Once you do that fundamental thing of disconnecting your way of making a living from needing to be in any particular place, yeah. it opens up so much for you and it, and it lets you completely change your priorities about how you live Absolutely. and work. Clearly, fatherhood is been the biggest change in your life this year first of all congratulations <laughs> <you so> much. <laughs> that's fantastic 
Um, I'm so happy to hear about another generation of remote location independent (laughs) entrepreneurs growing up in Europe and coming into the world. But how how do you think it's changed you as a person, your values, your priorities? I I think it ultimately changed the environment in which I'm willing to live. And again, with with what I said with Bali, um, I didn't feel for me it was a good place to raise a child because of the pollution, because perhaps the safety. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy. I had friends that have had you know children have like belly issues, and I'm like, I want to eliminate that to zero based on like the food and the water supply. And so I decided to the way that I'm at now is everything that needs to protect my son, that's how I move. And I think that's the most biggest change for me. It's not about like, how can I enjoy Mykonos or go to uh, somewhere in Spain or Barcelona and go to the nice like places to hang out. Like what is my, what does Teo want to do? You know what I mean? So it's turned into Mm. building a family unit that is primarily motivated by the safety and the health of my child. And that, that's what made me make some drastic moves in terms of where I was living and even now uh, what I choose to spend my time on, even when it means when, when I mean like client work or bringing on, um, um, you know, clients or brands, it has to be something that is worth my time. And also um, that just makes sense in terms of my schedule, you know, rather do a more comprehensive gig or consultation that pays more. I'm just being real. We're going to be real here, put it on the table. I Mm. need to get paid more for a good amount of time that I spend because every minute is valuable to me now. So I won't take on gigs or stuff that are just kind of like, oh, I need to do like 10 of those to to add up enough enough money for it to make sense. I want to do one or two um, you know, larger contracts. So yeah. I think uh, that's kind of what's changed. It's the perspective that my child is the most important thing. And then I need to build my business and my life around that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes total sense. It's it very much where we were at 15 years ago when we first left the UK, <laughs> it was, you know, it's a, how exciting you're going to go island exactly. hopping or whatever. It's like, no schools yeah. and hospitals. Those are the yeah. things that we want to build a, you know, <laughs> find out where the services that that are going to be essential for family life are, and then look at the lifestyle choices around that. And it does sound boring, but it, you know, it actually, what's good for them is good for, for you as a person. (laughs) It's good for the world, for the family. (laughs) So that, that's really interesting. I think what you said about work choices as well, that really resonates the idea that you're, you're trying to choose things that are particularly aligned Mm -hmm. and in depth as opposed to one gig yeah. to the other. So it feels to me, looking at your work over the long term, that mindset is a huge part mm-hmm. of this. It's not about, it's about really building a business, having a strategic direction. Absolutely. A lot of freelancers do end up yeah. gig to gig. And clearly this is something that's refined in you since you had your son. It's become a very conscious focus, but I can see it's been there for a long mm-hmm. time. So what what would you advise freelancers who are maybe setting out and trying to, maybe they're a little bit kind of opportunistic yeah. at the moment yeah. and going after every <laughs> chance that comes their yeah. way. How do you shift that? I thinking? think if you want to actually make money long-term and you actually want to build a career, you need to pick a niche and you need to focus down on creating value for people to build out your brand. A lot of a lot of people don't think about like, I am a brand. They think I'm just a person sitting here in my you know, hotel or if you're a digital nomad, obviously, uh, like you're in certain city and you have to go back to work and do this client work, then submit it. If you work on these platforms like Upwork or wherever, you're probably like, oh, 
I need to just go do this task. But you need to start thinking as I am a brand and I want to attract people to me because these platforms are good for being put into like a lineup to be chosen. But you want to be in a place where you build a brand and you build a recognition based on your work, the quality of, of your work being so good and focused that people will come to you 99% 99% of the time. And that's what I, like you said, I pride myself on. People know if they want viral marketing, if they want to grow and they want PR, whatever it is that means that they get seen, they know I don't mess around with that. I've put in the hours. I have the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Breadcrumbs. And so you need to set breadcrumbs to make sure people know, listen, this is the person I need to go with. I've seen in these platforms, it's always a competition. You should try to get rid of competition Mm -hmm. by niching down. And although, yes, it may take you a few months, it may take you a year to get to that point. Depends what you're doing, who you are. Long term, it's going to benefit you so much more. So that's what I would say to that. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. It's that shifting. So the work starts coming to you, which you can really only get once you've carved out a niche deep enough that you're the best in it. You're the only Absolutely, and then people know that you're the person to come to, and that changes yeah. everything from these competitive race to yeah. the bottom yeah. type things you see on platforms that make it very difficult to earn a living wage in Europe. Yep, um, when you're competing with mm-hmm. the rest of the world, and and of course now we're competing against automated <laughs> services. Exactly. Yeah, you have AI chasing yeah. you down now. How is that change? I've got to ask yeah, you please. that question. So, how is that changing your work? It, it, it makes me get work done a lot faster. So uh, the main thing people are missing out, they think they're going to lose their their job or like people are not going to hire them. It's like, mm. no, you could take twice the amount of clients. You literally should position yourself as actually you should pay me, uh, not less. You should pay me the same or more because I'll get it done faster. That's what people are missing. Yep. You should be an expert at what they call prompt engineering, where you basically know what to ask the AI a question to do or giving it a task. And once you know how to do this, like if you're a writer, for example, you can write the outline of your scripts or, or short stories or whatever it is you do, you know, notes from somebody's podcast, you can write it out something that would take you three hours. You can write it out in three minutes, at least the framework, and then you can put in your personality and the, and the actual you know, the worth of the value that people are looking for through your writing style, but don't get confused to think that, oh, you're going to be out of the job. You're actually out of the job if you don't learn how to use the tools to produce something of high quality faster. That's it. It's simple. AI makes Mm. you, allows you to do things a lot faster. um, And those that master and understand how to use it will get I think that there's a way where a little bit the market may come down. Maybe something you used to charge a hundred bucks for a one page, you know, draft. Maybe now it's 85, but dude, and do debts. It's if it's 85, instead of you doing one a week, you just did five. You made 400 bucks, not a hundred, you know? So, <laughs> yep, no, that yeah. makes sense. So that's because I've been concerned about the entry level freelancers in this yeah. environment, you know? I'm not worried about it replacing journalism and opinion and thought leadership, but it's, you know, a lot of people like I started writing in the product descriptions Mm -hmm. and show notes and things like that space. And that's where I'm, 
I'm concerned that some of these some clients will turn to AI rather than those entry level freelancers and yeah. writers, and it might be harder for them to break into the yeah. senior and, levels. And that's true, and what that is a fact, and that is the, what happens with technology. When Uber came in, um, it, it decimated the traditional taxi industry because they were more innovative in solving mm-hmm. a problem. So, what I have to say to people like that is, it's not a place to complain or whine or feel bad about yourself. It's very easy to learn how to become a prompt engineer through free courses on YouTube and LinkedIn. And you have the tools to level up so that you can now be one of the people that are in demand for this particular task. And I think in general, also one thing I will say to that is when you are good at what you do and you improve, even if it's a entry level task, people always pick people that are uh, uh, personable that they like working with. So you can always stand out as well in terms of like how you, the customer service you provide for people. That might be all we have left. This is what's been in our circle now in the AI world and Web3 world. Everything is going to be so advanced that the only way uh, if you get hired is by quality of relationships and building relationships and the customer service and how you treat people. Because yes, 10 years from now, 90% of things, I don't know how long it'll take, but let's just say 10 years, it'll be automated um, and to a point where although a prompt engineer or somebody who knows, hello, you, me, whoever knows how to use it the best will get hired. But the ones that have a good relationship and know how to do the soft skills are likely to be hired over somebody else who can do the same exact task. So be a good, personable person, be a kind person, connect well with a good heart, but also level up. <laughs> it's just it's plain and simple, you know? Yeah. Yes. The skills are going to become table stakes, aren't they? We will all have to be prompt engineers. Mm-hmm. We will all ha- and we'll all be using the same exactly. software to deliver the work. So how we interact with it is going to be key. But also, as you said, that how we interact with our clients being amazing to yeah. work with will be the ultimate competitive Absolutely. edge, I think. Absolutely. That makes complete sense. I wanted to check in with you on that because you're somebody who I've always seen as keeping an eye on the yes. trends and seeing what's coming, shifting into new industries. Clearly, you can see the potential impact of AI across not just freelancing, but global business Absolutely. and enterprise as a whole. What else do you see in the future? Because you were the first person I saw on TikTok <laughs> as well, talking about That's remote great. work and digital nomadism. Well, clearly, as you said, you were dancing on videos (laughs) back back long before anybody had thought of that. So projecting that insight into the future, what what are you excited about? What are you concerned about? What should freelancers be aware of? Yeah, I I think it comes down to a level of skill that I think, again, it's not to, to, you know, reiterate from from what I said in the past, but... Your success comes down now to how much skill you have. And I think in the future, again, it's, it just sucks, but it's the truth. But wealth is in the hands of the people who have the resources. Now that it's democratized mm-hmm. and now you have uh, OpenAI, you have ChatGPT, those that have the, the skills to prompt these uh, AI platforms will be the ones that are able to, let's say, create... Uh, platforms that solve problems. So 
you have to level up to where you have a higher and better understanding on how to use the platforms. It's as simple as that. I don't have some crazy guru answer. You have to get really good. And I don't mean, let's say like chat GPT, I can say, Hey, chat GPT, like write me a, you know, 300 word, um, um, newsletter about the future of remote work. Yeah, that's cool. But you could say, write me uh, a newsletter written in the style of Tim Ferriss that breaks down the historical importance of newsletter, uh, uh, historical importance of remote work and ha- how it helps set a framework for the current digital nomads, particularly in Southeast Asia. You know what I mean? I just made that up. But you have to understand that you need to understand how to prompt better. And even with the, there's also mid journey, which is like the visual AI that helps create ridiculous different sort of designs and artworks and things like that. Um, there's a level of mid journey. There's some guys and girls out there that are just on a different level. Like I, even I'm still learning to improve every day. There's people who they give a prompt and it's so perfect. It's so good versus somebody who just says, you know, take me, take a, show me a, a photo taken from um, a medium shot of Barack Obama and somebody is like, Hey, take a medium shot sitting in the oval office with the shining Eagle. And like, and it shows that. And you're like, what? And you're like, wait, I should have known how to do that. No, you didn't because you didn't spend enough time mm. mastering the skill. So I'll keep reiterating because it's important. You need to master the skill and access information, which is how people wealthy, why these families have so much money because they have more information and it's siloed for them. Now you have, democratization of of with ai and the access to being able to do things that you've never been able to do before so start learning more and more every day and start getting with communities that know um more than you like that have the the best prompts Mm. that understand how to use chat gpt so i mean all these groups like you said you know whatsapp telegram groups discord where people are sometimes they're even selling prompts for hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'll pay for it because they're getting to these prompts that are creating even better results faster than everybody else. So then I can take that on and I can use that to enhance my businesses or even create my own guides that I also sell. And I have, I have different um, products that I sell sometimes based on information that I learned from somebody else. I just got it from them and I just remixed Mm. it. So Go and access through uh, networking and through these um, different communities so that you can be part of the next, whatever, next rich. Because if you don't have access, you're going to be the one left sitting out. And these groups are going to be sharing the best prompts and the best, uh, you know, ways to use AI. And you're going to be like, oh, what's going on? Get in those groups, invest in yourself and learn if you can from the right people. Of course, do your research. And you'll be able to stand out amongst the crowd again because you have access to information and things that other people don't. Yeah, there is so much information out there now about AI, about people who are claiming to have achieved amazing things with it and can sell you products that can revolutionize your business. There's also a huge amount of free information out there, every YouTube channel. So do you have any tips to help people navigate the choice of information, where to go for quality insight and the things that are really going to help you level up and find the signal in the noise about yeah, all of this. Yeah, I would say um, the best place that I actually, funny enough, that I find AI, quality AI content or information is, is Twitter. So if you type in, and maybe even now live, I can go to Twitter. Hopefully 
doesn't disrupt anything. I could tell you a few names, but if you just literally go to Twitter and you mm. type in the keyword search AI, it will show you different accounts. And of course, never just go, oh, this person has 500,000 followers. It doesn't really, doesn't mean that they, they're the, the end all be all. But if you type in AI, you'll see the top accounts that come up for this keyword search and start looking through and seeing people you can follow and turn on the, um, you know, the notifications so that you basically have the ability to see regular threads on the latest AI platforms that are coming out. And there's a guy that is reputable. He's followed by a lot of the industry top people. His name is Zane Khan. He actually has a newsletter called mm -hmm. Superhuman. So I would say uh, type in the name Zane Khan, Z-A-I-N space K-A-H-N. And usually another thing I always say with whenever anybody asks about resources, when you follow somebody like that, they usually have a network of the similar people. So you have to go to Twitter and hit the upside down arrow. It will give you a recommendation of other people similar to this individual. So that's a good start because what happens is you end up getting mm -hmm. thrown into this black hole that is in a good way all of the people who are innovating and they're creating content regularly. And then what happens is you follow their friends and then you see that they retweet their friends. And the biggest thing I'd say here is newsletters. All of these guys and girls also have newsletters that go out at least once a week that inform you on the latest on AI. This is the way I was quickly able to kind of catch up, catch up on the space as well as experimenting. I actually have my own AI, my, my own AI uh, twin, which we can talk about how that works. But um, newsletters through people that you find on Twitter that you find intriguing and that you see are actually trustworthy and, uh, you know, somebody that you would like to follow. That's fantastic advice. And I would add to that, be ready to invest a little bit of money as well as mm -hmm. time because there is so much information so much. out there. Um, you can find it all for mm -hmm. free, yes, if you had infinite time. But if you're an entrepreneur, your time Absolutely. is money. And very often if somebody else has done the work of curating and compiling that information into a trusted yeah. source, you, you can leverage that. It's better to spend your time letting somebody else do that work yeah. and learn from them. Oh, one, one more thing I'll add. Trying to That's a great one it. because – you can also, if budget is an issue, if you don't want to spend $300 on a course from the top guys, whatever in the space, go mm -hmm. to Etsy and type in AI prompt guide. And then you'll see AI prompt guides from people who have sold hundreds of these AI prompts, either their PDFs or their uh, documents online that you click on and check the reviews. And the ones that have five star and they've sold a thousand copies, you could probably trust them. And by the way, they're probably $7.99. And that $7.99 is going right. to differentiate you so much further than everybody trying to figure it out in themselves. So you see, it's not necessarily about even spending a ton of money. It's just spending money in the right place, like Maya just said. So I thought I'd add that. Yeah. That's really, I, I mean, Etsy and AI wouldn't yeah, have occurred yeah. to me. They, they, Etsy's, good <laughs> that's a, that's good Etsy's good at digital uh, products now. So like I created, I actually have my yeah, own. I'm not trying to true. sell it. I don't really care if you buy it, but you might want to check it out. But there's a, uh, uh, basically, uh, you could go on Etsy and just look it up. Basically is what I'm saying. I'm not going to sell you anything. Just check it out. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we'll have to put some links in sure. the show notes anyway to check out what you've mm -hmm. been creating. But I think that's, that's a really good point. You don't necessarily have to spend a fortune on an all singing or dancing course mm -hmm. where somebody's exactly. made videos and, and provided loads of files and exercises. It's the yep. information it's is out, out there. there. 
you can find it at much lower cost and you can use that to really boost your skills. Because I think now, you know, you and I have both been freelancing for a while and we've probably always been lifetime learners, but it seems the pace of that learning and how fast we have to move to keep up with it is the thing that's really changing. And in some ways it's never Mm -hmm. been easier to keep learning, but in some ways it's never been more urgent. It's been so noisy. It's, it's, and that's the, that is the issue is it's, it's why I only, I don't follow as many people as I used to. I literally unfollow so many because you should go with quality over quantity. I think that's one thing to just say. I'll say it again, quality over quantity. So if you find 10 people that really bring you value and empower you and, and you learn from, better follow them than, you know, mindless scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or like you said, or, or um, Twitter. And so l- increase your quality over quantity and then you don't have to deal with the noise. So I just thought I'd mention that as well. It's like, just yeah. do, just go with the quality thing, you know? Absolutely. And then you get your time back to spend on the higher leverage work that exactly. really matters or spend playing with your seven month old baby um, <laughs> <laughs> and all of those things that make life worth mm-hmm. living. And thinking it's sort of, we're looking into the further future yeah. now, really dusting off the crystal ball. And just as we, as we move on, I'd like to learn more about your digital twin sure. and how your you're using that. All right. So tell me a Every, little bit more about virtual. Yeah, everybody Olu go to oluai.xyz right now. oluai.xyz. Let me just plug. Let me, Keep listening, but yeah, you can yeah, do that let, in another window. Let me plug my, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. After this podcast, go to oluai.xyz. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so what I did was, and this is what is encouraging, and this is a great question because it's like, how do I use AI to my benefit? Like, how do I, There's there's different platforms that people are using. Did you know you can combine a lot of them to create products? So I see myself as a more of a, a creator and a product creator, a experimenter, you know, a futurist. What I did was I took several platforms and I have to pull up the tech stack, but, and I didn't code it all myself. I found somebody funny enough on Upwork, another skilled person in this space mm-hmm. and paid them to put everything together. But I knew because I had downloaded enough free uh, 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 and Etsy and and courses to know what each of these things do really well. So that's a lesson right there in itself. Yeah. Know what these platforms do really well. Understand fundamentally what they did. So I understood that ChatGPT is like an open language model that you can ask a question like, you know, what is the most populated country? But you can also ask what is the most uh, optimal shortest flight to get from here to South Korea with only taking one-way flights, right? It'll just tell you based on its own brain, its AI brain. So I took the brain of a open language model, ChatGPT, and what you can do is you can also create a database and upload your knowledge that's available on the internet in a PDF format, an MP3, um, a YouTube video. You can use APIs and other plugins to give your brain to ChatGPT. Boom. So ChatGPT doesn't only just know, oh, the restaurants, uh, best restaurants in Bali are this, this, and this. It knows that Olu's best restaurant favorite are this, this, and this. So which one do you want? Do you want a combination? Ask a question. Hey, hey, Olu AI, what are the best restaurants you would recommend to, to eat in Bali? And then it'll go, okay, I'll algorithmically, here are the top five, but here are the ones Olu really likes. So I took that, ChatGPT, the language model. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the voice. The voice is something from, let me see what I use as the voice. There's an AI out there that also has an API. 
that basically allows you to upload a 30-minute podcast of you talking. And this AI is eerily able to utilize the same tone of your voice. It sounds exactly like me, everybody. The AI sounds like this. It Mm. doesn't even sound robotic. Sometimes I sound more robotic than the AI. It's crazy the advance in this technology. (laughs) And I don't mind. This is about me. You know me. I'm going to tell you all the platforms I use now. It's going to be hard for you to put it together if you don't know how to do it. But I use 11 labs for my voice. I uploaded a 30-minute voice podcast to 11 labs. Maya, you can do this tomorrow too. You can basically upload your podcast. And uh, so then my AI, what it does is it answers questions related to travel and remote work. And if you're in Bali and you need to know where the best co-working space is, you can say, hey, uh, hey, Olu AI, where's the best co-working space to work that's air conditioned in Bali? It'll say, hi, Maya. Hmm. The best place to go is wherever, right? So I combine two AI models, a voice and a language model, a brain, to basically allow me to answer questions. Now, of course, there's a lot more. We have to do an entire tech stack podcast. But the general premise mm-hmm. is once you've learned what these tools are capable of, you can create products like I, I do. And what I did was there's a back end that also connects. Basically, you'd have to, when you go to the website, you click the link, it takes you to a telegram. The telegram um, uh, is where my bot is. So you'll be talking as if you're talking to a real person on telegram. And that is the beta model that we're using right now, right. just so you have a full scope. And um, yeah, that's, that's how I was it. In about six weeks. Fantastic. And what would have taken me, by the way, everybody, it would have taken me six months to a year to build a product like this. I did it by myself and the help of a guy from Germany. And we did it in six weeks or less. It took us some things here and there that weren't working. Once the, vo- the voice was acting crazy in the beginning. We're like, what is wrong with the voice? So we had to tune it on the 11 labs. So many different things. Thanks to, to my community. If anybody's listening, thank you for helping. It was free at the time. Now you're probably wondering how I make money from this as well. We charge a dollar a minute, much like the, the viral story of the Karen AI. It's a dollar a minute to, to get your mm. questions answered. It's uh, not as profitable as I would like because I pay for the APIs every time we send an API call. I pay every single time. Right. Yeah. But if I can scale this to, let's just say, 10, 15, 20 people spending that five minutes a day, it's 100 bucks a day, right? It's an entire different way passive income yeah. or making money online so um but as you can see again it all comes down to utilizing and using your mind to say how does this work to benefit me based on not being an expert per se but spending enough time to understand the mechanisms in which these platforms work and looking at the apis or the back-end engineering of how to combine them Brilliant. And another way you could scale it would be to productize the creation of the digital Bingo. twin in the first place. Well, you could help me set up Maya AI. Bingo. Um, we might have to see if Maya AI XYZ is available because, by the way, again, I, uh, not yeah. to chew, I hate you to my own horn. I just want to educate. But this can be done for anybody. If you have hundreds of hours yes. of content, data, uh, podcasts, we take that, we put it in PDF forms and TXT files. We upload it to our back end database. And guess what? I can say, hey, Maya, um, I'm new to freelancing. What would you recommend as the first step? Maya AI would say, hey, how are you? With a beautiful voice of yours, really, really cool and relaxed, like your best friend. And she'd tell you, hey, 
yeah, the best way to do it is start. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, instead of you having to go search and read all her blogs, instead of Maya having to spend, you know, time with 30 people in a day, you have time to spend time with your family as well. And your AI literally has your technically your brain, but a lot of the knowledge you've shared online over the years. It's incredible. I haven't really promoted it and we've already had some people using it. I think we've probably had the free plus paid. We've probably had over an hour of of back and forth of people asking questions to Olu AI. We kind of rejigged it. And now we had our first uh, sale like a couple of days ago. So someone purchased like five minutes and then another one, I think yesterday, another five minutes. So that immediately told me this is viable. This is how I test my my, my businesses. Yeah. I put it out there. If people like it, if they like the beta product, then I scale it. And so soon I'll be scaling it. But I'm I'm more interested in scaling mm. my son. So I <laughs> I kind of have to take my time with this. But it's there. If you want to check it out, you know? absolutely. But it's going to free oh, you up for that absolutely. long term. And I'm I'm very interested when you're ready to be to test this. Um, don't forget to hit me up for that because I barely do any one-to-one nice. work anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm very focused on this kind of one-to-many yeah. communication like we're creating mm-hmm. now. Uh, and I certainly could never do one-to-one work at a dollar yeah. a minute. So, it, you know, if it's a way for people to access um, a lot, many, far too many years of experience. <laughs> and well, we got to put it to use. And, and I would love to speak to you after this and, and send you some information about it. But trust me, like this is when we awesome. put, let me give you one more gem on that. It's a very good way of mm. upselling. So imagine not having to get on a client call to like tell them, here's what I do. And like, here's what I've done in the past. If you had an AI, which is able to tell them everything you know, at least the most important information, by the way, after people have spent 30 minutes with me, the AI triggers and says, would you like to book a one-on-one call with me? Because at that point, you're in with the real human one. With real Olu. (laughs) So would you you like to book a call with real Olu? And uh, we haven't, again, beginning stages, but the goal there is when somebody gets to hear your voice, they build trust. They also know that it's your real knowledge and you care about them and the way you speak is is real. But of course, it's still an AI. So they know if they want to reach the real person, if I tell them after 30 minutes in the programming, hey, I'm open to chat. Olu's real Olu's open to chat. I see that as another way of utilizing it to go from, oh, I'm only making $5 a day. Dang it, Olu, I thought you were going to be a millionaire from this. Uh, No. How do you get to the millions or how do you get to a successful, sustainable business? By using the technology Mm -hmm. to now convert people into the higher ticket stuff. And that's what I'm testing now that I hope to be able to help other people do as well, not just allowing them to make a few hundred dollars a day. Yes, fantastic. And it's a way of actually filtering the really relevant and interesting opportunities for you as well. If somebody spent that time with your AI, you know that you're aligned, that you're going to have goals in common. And that's really exciting. So um, this this has been, I think this is going to leave people with so many ideas (laughs) and inspirational concepts for the future. Um, just to wrap us up, can we look a little bit further? What do you think the world is going to look like for for your son yeah. when, when he's wow. in the world of work one day? What- well, he's going to have his like robot AI just follow him around. That's kind of his like digital twin. And it'll be an assistant just to make mm-hmm. things easier and increase the quality of life. That's what I really think it is. I think AI is there. It's not this doomsday. It's going to like destroy everybody like Terminator. I think it's... The only place it's dangerous is if this turns into 
a, a numbing agent, a drug of sorts, something that takes you away mm-hmm. from your true responsibilities and things that are important in life to experience. If your AI is, you know, feed me entertainment and keeping up with the Kardashians and bring me my favorite foods based on the uh, acidity of my belly, but I don't get up to do exercise and I'm only one-sidedly using it and I don't have a balance, then it's dangerous in the way that it may hurt people on a one-on-one personal level. But I have hope for AI. I believe that it's going to help us really simplify our lives so we have more time, like we said, for things that matter. It's going to allow me to spend more time with my son because, you know, it learns his sleeping patterns or, you know, the favorite books he likes to read. And then it recommends more, uh, you know, fun books for toddlers because it sees that he reads these certain books. And it also speaks to him in a different language because it's been teaching him a different language. I think it only enhances um, what I will say is I'm not going to be the parent. I'm just being, being my own self. You can do what you want with your kids, but I'm not going to be the parent that puts on the VR glasses when the kid's one year, one years old. Like, no, like I'm going to be the parent that only utilizes it to help um, enhance a connective experience to spend more time with the family, not less. Yeah. And the fact is you can, any VR ex- you want to experience anywhere in the world, you can take your kid there because you freed up your time. <laughs> you don't Thank need to you. stick the helmet on. Thank so. you. Let's take him into the to the forest and let them walk on some real like grass. Like, please, we don't real need reality. Real reality, exactly. RR, real reality. I Brilliant. love the way you said that. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's a fantastic moment to wrap up. Olo, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being part of the future as freelance and for all that you do in the world. Thank you, Maya. Pleasure to be on. And uh, thank you for everything you do as well. I can't wait to listen to I listened to a couple podcasts actually yesterday. And I really love the way you speak to people. And I recommend anyone listening. Check out the other podcasts, not just me. So much value here. So thank you again, Maya, for the thank opportunity. Thank you. Wow. The guests doing their own call to action. I must have you on every week. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. we have all the have way, a great yeah. day. <laughs> Cheers, Bye now. Perfect. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Future is Freelance podcast. We appreciate your time and attention in a busy world and your busy life. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a fellow freelancer. Help us grow this movement of independent entrepreneurs. If you rate and review the Future is Freelance in whatever app you're listening to this right now or over at futurisfreelance.xyz, then that will help spread the word and help us reach more people who need to hear this message and join the conversation. Together, we can change the world and make sure the future is freelance. This is Maya Middlemiss wishing you success and happiness in your enterprise until our next episode. Citizen, it wasn't uh, Citizen by Investment, which is something I would love to do in the future, but um, I ended up in the U.S., Grew up and went to high school and went to college in the U.S. But after I finished graduate school, I decided I was like, wow, this whole time, it's great. I've been going to school, doing things that I think is great. Like my parents encouraged me to do different things. But I was like, if I move on to do a Ph.D., it's going to be kind of like just continually following the path of others and taking the typical route. And so unlike other people who quit their jobs to become billionaires or or quit their uh, college because they didn't they thought they had a great idea or even in the nomad community some people um, you know just left earlier I did everything I I, I have two master's degrees <laughs> like I, I did all of the things 
all on to the point where I was going to commit and get my Toyota, my 100K salary as a professor and work for a tenure and just focus on research and for this university, prestigious university in California. I said, uh, no, I'm just going to go and couch surf and be uh, kind of uh, on my friends' couches across the world, to Germany, you know, Mexico. And so I started out very humble, I would say, despite having a high skill and, and knowledge and even education, probably top 1% educated in the United States at some point at that, that point. In the, in the world, in the world, yes, you're right. I said, let me couch surf and figure out how to use social media to make money. Because I saw this trend about six or seven years ago called Instagram and content creation before it even became what it is today. And so what I was doing was creating content, showing people my lifestyle, kind of blogging, but like on Instagram and dancing on monuments in Mexico. Now I think back, I'm like, what were you doing in the middle of the square in Mexico, dancing next to that guy on a horse? Like, dude, what were you doing? But it's all part of the game and, and, and life. And so uh, long story short, after traveling for a few years, uh, for a couple of years, I, I saw Bali on Instagram. That's how they get you. I saw Bali on Instagram and, and I said, oh, that seems like a nice place. So around 2000, late 2018 is when I moved to Bali and spent a lot of my time. And I think a lot of my, a lot of my timeline, a lot of people associate with Bali. We all know what happened. I left Bali. There's a little humdrum about me talking about it not being suitable for digital nomads anymore, which I still believe. But um, I spent those years creating um, a digital nomad business that could be run from anywhere, social media marketing. And uh, I grew my skills rapidly. I took a lot of courses. I consulted with a lot of people in the space uh, to learn how to create content that goes viral, how to create content that gets attention, and uh, they get sales as well in terms of people who create products or services on uh, and, and need to sell online. So um, I think that would summarize. Uh, today, I live in Prague, Czech Republic because... When I knew I was going to be having a child, I knew I wanted to leave Bali. So we came to a, a, a city in Europe that we really love, my partner and I. And now I have like a seven-week-old baby boy that's growing so fast. It, he's so beautiful and amazing. And life is is different. We're doing the very slow mad, not just slow mad, very slow matting right now. So it, it means that Wherever my son, we decide that will be a great place to, you know, take him when he's six months old or where we want to raise him when he starts walking. What's best for him is where we now nomad too. And so it's a slower process. I'd say it's more rich in experience because you're able to have familiar places you visit regularly. And that's where I am today, all the way from graduate school, PhD candidate to social media guy who dabbles in technology and, and, uh, tries to create value for people. And of course, I'm also consulting for governments. And I know we'll get into that maybe on um, the lifestyle as a digital nomad, how to attract digital nomads, and uh, how to solve problems that we all face on a daily basis that a lot of organizations and brands and governments are struggling or, or want to solve, but haven't necessarily been able to do it effectively yet. And they come to me to do that. And that's what I do on a, on a daily basis. I run a newsletter called Nomad Cloud that helps, helps to share voices like yourself, Maya, the leaders in the space, to share the latest things about wellness, health, and uh, you know business hacks uh, and freelancing type things that help people do better and make more money and, and feel more successful. Yeah, long story, but yeah. <laughs>
Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it ultimately changed the environment in which I'm willing to live. And again, with with what I said with Bali, um, I didn't feel for me, it was a good place to raise a child because of the pollution, because perhaps the safety, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. I had friends that have had, you know, children have like belly issues. And I'm like, I want to eliminate that to zero based on like the food and the water supply. And so I decided to, the way that I'm at now is everything that needs to protect my son, that's how I move. And I think that's the most biggest change for me. It's not about like, how can I enjoy Mykonos or go to uh, somewhere in Spain or Barcelona and go to the nice like places to hang out. Like what is my, what does Teo want to do? You know what I mean? So it's turned into building a family unit that is primarily motivated by the safety and the health of my child. And that, that's what made me make some drastic moves in terms of where I was living and even now uh, what I choose to spend my time on, even when it means when, when I mean like client work or bringing on, um, um, you know, clients or brands, it has to be something that is worth my time. And also um, that just makes sense in terms of my schedule, you know, rather do a more comprehensive gig or consultation that pays more. I'm just being real. If we're going to be real here, put it on the table. I need to get paid more for a good amount of time that I spend because every minute is valuable to me now. So I won't take on gigs or stuff that are just kind of like, oh, I need to do like 10 of those to to add up enough enough money to, for it to make sense. I want to do one or two um, you know, larger contracts. So I think uh, that's kind of what's changed. It's the perspective that my child is the most important thing. And then I need to build my business and my life around that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think if you want to actually make money long term and you actually want to build a career, you need to pick a niche and you need to focus down on creating value for people to build out your brand. A lot, a lot of people don't think about like, I am a brand. They think I'm just a person sitting here in my, you know, hotel or if you're a digital nomad, obviously, uh, like you're in a certain city and you have to go back to work and do this client work, then submit it. If you work on these platforms like Upwork or wherever, you're probably like, oh, I need to just go do this task. But you need to start thinking as I am a brand and I want to attract people to me because these platforms are good for being put into like a lineup to be chosen, but you want to be in a place where you build a brand and you build a recognition based on your work, the quality of, of your work being so good and focused that people will come to you 99% of the time. And that's what I, like you said, I pride myself on. People know if they want viral marketing, if they want to grow and they want PR, whatever it is that means that they get seen, they know I don't mess around with that. I've put in the hours. I have the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Breadcrumbs. And so you need to set breadcrumbs to make sure people know, listen, this is the person I need to go with. I've seen in these platforms, it's always a competition. You should try to get rid of competition by niching down. And although, yes, it may take you a few months, it may take you a year to get to that point. It depends what you're doing, who you are. Long-term, it's going to benefit you so much more. So that's what I would say to that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You have, you have AI chasing you down now. Yeah, please. It, it it makes me get work done a lot faster. So uh, the main thing people are missing out, they think they're going to lose their their job or like people are not going to hire them. It's like, no, you could take twice the amount of clients. You literally should position yourself as actually you should pay me, uh, not less. You should pay me the same or more because I'll get it done faster. That's what people are missing. You should be an expert at what they call it, prompt engineering, where you basically know what to ask the AI a question to do or giving it a task. And once you know how to do this, like if you're a writer, for example, you can write the outline of your scripts or, or short stories or whatever it is you do, you know, notes from somebody's podcast. You can write it out, something that would take you three hours you can write it out in three minutes, at least the framework, and then you can put in your personality and the and the actual, you know, the worth of the value that people are looking for through your writing style. But don't get confused to think that, oh, you're going to be out of the job. You're actually out of the job if you don't learn how to use the tools to produce something of high quality faster. That's it. It's simple. AI makes you, allows you to do things a lot faster um, and those that master and understand how to use it will get, I think that there's a way where a little bit, the market may come down, maybe something you used to charge a hundred bucks for a one page, you know, draft, maybe now it's 85, but dude, and do debts, 
it's if it's 85 instead of you doing one a week you just did five you made 400 bucks not a hundred you know so <laughs> yeah yeah right Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's true and that is a fact. And that is the, what happens with technology when Uber came in um it it decimated the traditional taxi industry because they were more innovative in solving a problem. So what I have to say to people like that is it's not a place to complain or whine or feel bad about yourself. It's very easy to learn how to become a prompt engineer through free courses on YouTube and LinkedIn. And you have the tools to level up so that you can now be one of the people that are in demand for this particular task. And I think in general, also one thing I'll say to that is when you are good at what you do and you improve, even if it's a entry level task people always pick people that are uh uh personable that they like working with so you can always stand out as well in terms of like how you the customer service you provide for people that might be all we have left this is what's been in our circle now in the ai world and web3 world everything is going to be so advanced that the only way uh if you get hired is by quality of relationships and building relationships and the customer service and how you treat people. Because yes, 10 years from now, 90% of things, I don't know how long it'll take, but let's just say 10 years, it'll be automated. Um, and to a point where, although a prompt engineer or somebody who knows, hello, you, me, whoever knows how to use it the best will get hired. But the ones that have a good relationship and know how to do the soft skills are likely to be hired over somebody else who can do the same exact task. So be a good, personable person, be a kind person, connect well with a good heart, but also level up. <laughs> it's, just, it's plain and simple, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That's great. <laughs> Way before that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it comes down to a level of skill that I think, again, it's not to, to you know, reiterate from the, from what I said in the past, but your success comes down now to how much skill you have and 
I think in the future, again, it's, it just sucks, but it's the truth. But wealth is in the hands of the people who have the resources. Now that it's democratized and now you have uh, OpenAI, you have ChatGPT, those that have the, the skills to prompt these uh, AI platforms will be the ones that are able to, let's say, create uh, platforms that solve problems. So you have to level up to where you have a higher and better understanding on how to use the platforms. It's as simple as that. I don't have some crazy guru answer. You have to get really good. And I don't mean, let's say like chat GPT, I can say, Hey, chat GPT, like write me a, you know, 300 word, um, um, newsletter about the future of remote work. Yeah, that's cool. But you could say, write me uh, a newsletter written in the style of Tim Ferriss that breaks down the historical importance of newsletter, uh, uh, historical importance of remote work, and ha- how it helps set a framework for the current digital nomads, particularly in Southeast Asia. You know what I mean? I just made that up. But you have to understand that you need to understand how to prompt better. And even with the, there's also mid journey, which is like the visual AI that helps create ridiculous different sort of designs and artworks and things like that. Um, there's a level of mid journey. There's some guys and girls out there that are just on a different level. Like I, even I'm still learning to improve every day. There's people who they give a prompt and it's so perfect. It's so good versus somebody who just says, you know, take me, take a, show me a, a photo taken from um, a medium shot of Barack Obama. And somebody is like, hey, take a medium shot sitting in the Oval Office with the shining eagle. And like, and it shows that. And you're like, what? And you're like, wait, I should have known how to do that. No, you didn't because you didn't spend enough time mastering the skill. So I'll keep reiterating because it's important. You need to master the skill and access information, which is how people wealthy, why these families have so much money because they have more information and it's siloed for them. Now you have democratization of of with AI and the access to being able to do things that you've never been able to do before. So start learning more and more every day and start getting with communities that know um, more than you, like that have the, the best prompts that understand how to use chat GPT. So I mean, all these groups, like you said, you know, WhatsApp, Telegram groups, Discord, where people are, sometimes they're even selling prompts for hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'll pay for it because they're getting to these prompts that are creating even better results faster than everybody else. So then I can take that on and I can use that to enhance my businesses or even create my own guides that I also sell. And I have I have different um, products that I sell sometimes based on information that I learned from somebody else. I just got it from them and I just remixed it. So Go and access through uh, networking and through these um, different communities so that you can be part of the next whatever, next rich. Because if you don't have access, you're going to be the one left sitting out. And these groups are going to be sharing the best prompts and the best uh, you know, ways to use AI. And you're going to be like, oh, what's going on? Get in those groups. Invest in yourself and learn, if you can, from the right people. Of course, do your research. And you'll be able to stand out amongst the crowd again because you have access to information and things that other people don't. Yeah. Oops. 
I think I lost you there. One second. Yes, I lost you there. I don't know. My internet's pretty pretty good. Um, you just said the quality. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah, I would say um, the best place that I actually, funny enough, that I find AI, quality AI content or information is, is Twitter. So if you type in, and maybe even now live, I can go to Twitter. Hopefully it doesn't disrupt anything. I can tell you a few names. But if you just literally go to Twitter and you type in the keyword search AI, it will show you different accounts. And of course, never just go, oh, this person has 500,000 followers. It doesn't really doesn't mean that they, they're, they're the end-all, be-all. But if you type in AI, you'll see the top accounts that come up for this keyword search and start looking through and seeing people you can follow and turn on the, um, you know, the notifications so that you basically have the ability to see regular threads on the latest AI platforms that are coming out. And there's a guy that is reputable. He's followed by a lot of the industry top people. His name is Zane Khan. He actually has a newsletter called Superhuman. So I would say uh, type in the name Zane Khan, Z-A-I-N space K-A-H-N. And usually another thing I always say with whenever anybody asks about resources, when you follow somebody like that, they usually have a network of the similar people. So you have to go to Twitter and hit the upside down arrow. It will give you a recommendation of other people similar to this individual. So that's a good start because what happens is you end up getting thrown into this black hole that is in a good way, all of the people who are innovating and they're creating content regularly. And then what happens is you follow their friends and then you see that they retweet their friends. And the biggest thing I'd say here is newsletters. All of these guys and girls also have newsletters that go out at least once a week that inform you on the latest on AI. This is the way I was quickly able to kind of catch up, catch up on the space as well as experimenting. I actually have my own AI, my, my own AI uh, twin, which we can talk about how that works. But um, newsletters through people that you find on Twitter that you find intriguing and that you see are actually trustworthy and, uh, you know, somebody that you would like to follow. So much. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one, one more thing I'll add. That's a great one because you can also, if budget is an issue, if you don't want to spend $300 on a course from the top guys, whatever in the space, go to Etsy and type in AI prompt guide. And then you'll see AI prompt guides from people who have sold hundreds of these AI prompts, either their PDFs or their uh, documents online that you click on and check the reviews. And the ones that have five star and they've sold 
a thousand copies, you could probably trust them. And by the way, they're probably $7.99. And that $7.99 is going to differentiate you so much further than everybody trying to figure it out in themselves. So you see, it's not necessarily about even spending a ton of money. It's just spending money in the right place, like Maya just said. So I thought I'd add that. Yeah, yeah, because they they Etsy's good at they're good at download. Etsy's good at digital uh, products now. So like I created, I actually have my own. I'm not trying to sell it. I don't really care if you buy it, but you might want to check it out. But there's a uh, uh, basically uh, you could go on Etsy and just look it up. Basically, is what I'm saying. I'm not going to sell you anything. Just check it out. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. It's out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been so noisy. It's it's and that's the that is the issue. Is it's that's why I only I don't follow as many people as I used to. I literally unfollow so many because you should go with quality over quantity. I think that's one thing to just say. I'll say it again: quality over quantity. So if you find ten people that really bring you value and empower you and and you learn from, better follow them than you know mindless scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or like you said or or um, Twitter. And so increase your quality over quantity and then you don't have to deal with the noise. So I just thought I'd mention that as well. It's like, just do, just go with the quality thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. All right. Every, yeah, everybody go to oluai.xyz right now. Oluai.xyz. Let me just plug, let me, yeah, yeah, let me, let me plug my, yeah, yeah, oh, yes, after this podcast, go to oluai.xyz. <laughs> but, um, so what I did was, and this is what is encouraging, and this is a great question because it's like, how do I use AI to my benefit? Like, how do I, there's, there's different platforms that people are using. Did you know you can combine a lot of them to create products? So I see myself as a more of a, a creator and a product creator, a experimenter, you know, a futurist. What I did was I took several platforms and I have to pull up the tech stack, but and I didn't code it all myself. I found somebody funny enough on Upwork, another skilled person in this space, and paid them to put everything together. But I knew because I had downloaded enough free uh, uh, and Etsy and and courses to know what each of these things do really well. So that's a lesson right there in itself. Know what these platforms do really well. Understand fundamentally what they did. So I understood that ChatGPT is like an open language model that you can ask a question like, you know, what is the most populated country? But you can also ask what is the most uh, optimal shortest flight to get from here to South Korea with only taking one-way flights, right? It'll just tell you based on its own brain, its AI brain. So I took 
the brain of a open language model, ChatGPT, what you can do is you can also create a database and upload your knowledge that's available on the internet in a PDF format, an MP3, um, a YouTube video. You can use APIs and other plugins to give your brain to ChatGPT. Boom. So ChatGPT doesn't only just know, oh, the restaurants, uh, best restaurants in Bali are this, this, and this. It knows that Olu's best restaurant favorite are this, this, and this. So which one do you want? Do you want a combination? Ask a question. Hey, hey, Olu AI, what are the best restaurants you would recommend to, to eat in Bali? And then it'll go, okay, I'll algorithmically, here are the top five, but here are the ones Olu really likes. So I took that, ChatGPT, the language model. Now, let's talk about the voice. The voice is something from, let me see what I use as the voice. There's an AI out there that also has an API that basically allows you to upload a 30-minute podcast of you talking. And this AI is eerily able to utilize the same tone of your voice. It sounds exactly like me, everybody. The AI sounds like this. It doesn't even sound robotic. Sometimes I sound more robotic than the AI. It's crazy the advance in this technology, and I'll t- I don't mind. This is what about me. You know me. I'm going to tell you all the platforms I use. Now it's going to be hard for you to put it together if you don't know how to do it. But I use Eleven Labs for my voice. I uploaded a 30 minute voice podcast to Eleven Labs. Maya, you can do this tomorrow too. You can basically upload your podcast, and uh, so then my AI, what it does is it answers questions related to travel and remote work. And if you're in Bali and you need to know where the best co-working space is, you can say, hey, uh, hey, Olu AI, where's the best co-working space to work that's air-conditioned in Bali? It'll say, hi, Maya. Hmm. The best place to go is where, wherever, right? So I combine two AI models, a voice and a language model, a brain, to basically allow me to answer questions. Now, of course, there's a lot more. We have to do an entire tech stack podcast. But the general premise is once you've learned what these tools are capable of, you can create products like I, I do. And what I did was there's a back end that also connects. Basically, you'd have to, when you go to the website, you click the link, it takes you to a telegram. The telegram um, uh, is where my bot is. So you'll be talking as if you're talking to a real person on telegram. And that is the beta model that we're using right now, just so you have a full scope. And um, yeah, that's, that's how I was it in about six weeks. And what would have taken me, by the way, everybody, it would have taken me six months to a year to build a product like this. I did it by myself and the help of a guy from Germany. And we did it in six weeks or less. It took us some things here and there that weren't working. Once The voice, the voice was acting crazy in the beginning. We're like, what is wrong with the voice? So we had to tune it on the 11 labs. So many different things. Thanks to my community. If anybody's listening, thank you for helping. It was free at the time. Now you're probably wondering how I make money from this as well. We charge a dollar a minute, much like the the viral story of the Karen AI. It's a dollar a minute to to get your questions answered. It's uh, not as profitable as I would like because I pay for the APIs every time we send an API call. I pay every single time. But if I can scale this to, let's just say, 10, 15, 20 people spending that five minutes a day, it's 100 bucks a day, right? It's an entire different way you can passive income or making money online. So, um, But as you can see, again, it all comes down to utilizing it, using your mind to say, how does this work to benefit me based on not being an expert per se, but 
spending enough time to understand the mechanisms in which these platforms work and looking at the APIs or the back-end engineering of how to combine them. Bingo. Bingo. We might have to see if myai.xyz is available because, by the way, again, I, not to I hate you to my own horn. I just want to educate, but this can be done for anybody. If you have hundreds of hours of content, data, uh, podcast, we take that, we put it in PDF forms and TXT files. We upload it to our back end database. And guess what? I can say, hey, Maya, um, I'm new to freelancing. What would you recommend as the first step? Maya AI would say, hey, how are you? With a beautiful voice of yours, really, really cool and relaxed, like your best friend. And she'd tell you, hey, yeah, the best way to do it is start. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. Instead of you having to go search and read all her blogs, instead of Maya having to spend you know, time with 30 people in a day, you have time to spend time with your family as well. And your AI literally has your technically your brain, but a lot of the knowledge you've shared online over the years. It's incredible. I haven't really promoted it, and we've already had some people using it. I think we've probably had the free plus paid. We've probably had over an hour of of back and forth of people asking questions to Olu AI. We kind of re, re, rejigged it. And now we had our first uh, sale like a couple of days ago. So someone purchased like five minutes and then another one, I think yesterday, another five minutes. So that immediately told me this is viable. This is how I test my, my, my businesses. I put it out there. If people like it, if they like the beta product, then I scale it. And so soon I'll be scaling it. But I'm, I'm more interested in scaling my son. So I, <laughs> I kind of have to take my time with this. But it's there. If you want to check it out, you know. Oh, absolutely. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we got to put it to use and, and I would love to speak to you after this and, and send you some information about it. But trust me, like this is when we put, let me give you one more gem on that. It's a very good way of upselling. So imagine not having to get on a client call to like tell them, here's what I do. And like, here's what I've done in the past. If you had an AI, which is able to tell them everything you know, at least the most important information, by the way, after people have spent 30 minutes with me, the AI triggers and says, would you like to book a one-on-one -on -one call with me? Because at that point, you're in with the real human. Yeah, with real Olu. <laughs> so would you, would you like to book a call with real Olu? And uh, we haven't, again, beginning stages, but the goal there is when somebody gets to hear your voice, they build trust. They also know that it's your real knowledge and you care about them and the way you speak is, is real, but of course it's still an AI. So they know if they want to reach the real person. If I tell them after 30 minutes in the programming, Hey, I'm open to chat. Olu's real Olu's open to chat. I see that as another way of utilizing it to go from, oh, I'm only making $5 a day. Dang it, Olu. I thought you were going to be a millionaire from this. Uh, no. How do you get to the millions or how do you get to a successful, sustainable business? By using the technology to now convert people into the higher ticket stuff. And that's what I'm testing now that I hope to be able to help other people do as well, not just allowing them to make a few hundred dollars a day.
Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's going to have his like robot AI just follow him around. That's kind of his like digital twin. And it'll be an assistant just to make things easier and increase the quality of life. That's what I really think it is. I think AI is there. It's not this doomsday. It's going to like destroy everybody like Terminator. I think it's the only place it's dangerous is if this turns into a, a numbing agent, a drug of sorts something that takes you away from your true responsibilities and things that are important in life to experience. If your AI is, you know, feed me entertainment and keeping up with the Kardashians and bring me my favorite foods based on the uh, acidity of my belly, but I don't get up to do exercise and I'm only one-sidedly using it and I don't have a balance, then it's dangerous in the way that it may hurt people on a one-on-one -on -one personal level. But I have hope for AI. I believe that it's going to help us really simplify our lives so we have more time, like we said, for things that matter. It's going to allow me to spend more time with my son because, you know, it learns his sleeping patterns or, you know, the favorite books he likes to read. And then it recommends more, uh, you know, fun books for toddlers because it sees that he reads these certain books and it also speaks to him in a different language because it's been teaching him a different language i think it only enhances um what i will say is i'm not going to be the parent i'm just being being my own self you can do what you want with your kids but i'm not going to be the parent that puts on the vr glasses when the kid's one year one years old like no like i'm going to be the parent that only utilizes it to help um enhance a connective experience to spend more time with the family, not less. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Let's take him into the, to the forest and let them walk on some real like grass. Like, please, we don't need these real reality. Exactly. RR real reality. <laughs> I love the way you said that. <laughs> thank you Maya pleasure to be on and uh, thank you for everything you do as well I can't wait to listen to I listened to a couple podcasts actually yesterday and I really love the way you speak to people and I recommend anyone listening check out her, the other podcasts not just me so much value here so thank you again Maya for the opportunity of course <laughs> yeah you have Olu AI. <laughs> Perfect. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>